0: Ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome to Victoria's Friday. As I always promise, I have a special guest. Well, today is no exception. Uh, a good friend, uh, years that we go back, is joining me today. His name is Dr. Beer. You know, I, you know, the
1: dark ages of the movie industry was the late 70s, when a book came out called Hollywood Babylon. And uh, at that time, you had uh, snuff films, you had all this. The guy who wrote the book then published a sequel years later after we'd started our ministry and uh, said what happened and the bbc just published uh, articles and uh, said why is there less nudity in films etc and that's all because of the work that we've been doing for years but i can explain that to you in a more cogent manner go through the uh, the
0: history of the ups and downs
1: of hollywood and how it got to this point and,
0: and what we're gonna we're jump in there. Uh, but before we do let let our audience get to know you a little bit better and who you are what you do and 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 over as you you know lead movie guide and now your team is is involved in that and man i, I just fun memories of just hanging out with your sons man and <laughs> things of that nature but just give us an update uh on movie guide and and, and who you are what you do how did you all get started you know just kind of walk us through that summary
1: yeah i grew up in the entertainment industry my parents were superstars in the 30s. My father won the box office award in 1936. And neither of them were Christian. Um, in fact, my father used to curse every time he went by a church. So um they were typical Hollywood people. They were into New Age. Uh when oh, New Age was was old fashioned during the 30s when you had uh Krishna murder and all those people. You don't even remember but it was the same thing. It just had different names involved with it. Um, so I grew up as a pagan and my mother died when I was young. I went off the rails. I did a lot of nefarious activity. I'm not going to define that. I did a lot of, uh, drugs. One of my friends whose father owned MGE, uh, blew his brains out. Uh, I, we used to have big drug parties. Um, and some of my, one of my friends at Dartmouth reported that he was so upset by the fact that I threw this big drug party at the fraternity and didn't tell anybody. But those, what happened was that um, a couple of women decided that my father, since he was to, uh, since he lost uh, my mother, uh, he was good looking and he was starring on Broadway um one of them was uh, just gotten divorced from whitney who owned all the newspapers she had been on broadway so they all had their eyes on him and they had all become christian through billy graham so they came okay. uh, to take him to christian events and I, he'd take me to protect him and i'd go and say these people are crazy and then years later i became a christian and knew they were crazy so um after that uh, one of the women said, you don't like this. Why don't you read the Bible and tell me what's wrong? And after months of refusing, I started to read the Bible. I came to Christ and ever uh, one of their friends house, I accepted Jesus. I decided that Lily and I would get married. Um, she came to Christ five years later. And I went off to a mainline cemetery, seminary in New York um, near where Pat Robertson actually went. And, um, you know, I, I just got immersed and they own the rights to the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along here is a is a poster from Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, which did 37 million viewers on CBS oh. won an Emmy Award. And I said, I don't need an Emmy Award. I grew up with a father who was getting awards all the time. And I decided, how are you going to redeem Hollywood? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was your question before we got doing the program itself. And um i met the man who was head of the protestant film office then hollywood had been very debauched in the 1920s uh, i could tell you about it in detail for instance Hedy lamar who became a big star her first movie was 13 minutes of of the movie was a full feature film but she was 13 minutes of nudity et cetera. and um, these three churchmen daniel day lord joseph breen and martin day quickly martin Quigley. Uh, all got together and changed decided they'd say to hollywood how many empty seats do you want in the theater how many how can we help fill your seats look at the church it's gigantic the, the movie theaters are very small the movie theaters were dwindling hmm. and so they developed this whole system uh, which was the protestant film office and the roman catholic okay. film office and the jewish film office and for 33 years they cleaned up hollywood and you had a hundred percent, what we call today G rated movies. Um, and then the church decided to shut down. The church went very far off the, you know, the Roman Catholic church moved out of Hollywood. Um, the Protestant church, my friend who was head of it, he had a heart attack. He was so upset when the national council of churches shut it down. They met with Hollywood people. The head of paramount who was Jewish said, don't take the salt from the meat. So everything went from 1964, 65, when they shut down the Protestant film office, and it was hundred percent family films to 82% R rated films within three and four years. Uh, So you went from the sound of music to the first X rated movie. You went from the greatest story ever told about Jesus to the first Satan, sex and Satanism. So evil triumphed because the, the, the church retreated. And when I found out that story, we decided to start putting together the work of the Protestant film office. And when we started, that was, you know, the back in 1979, 78 and the movie got in 85. That was when it was the low point. And we started seeing changes because we did reviewed every movie and we showed what did better. For instance, what did better last year, uh, 90% of the movies that uh, were in the top 10, had positive, strong Christian content or worldviews. Uh, so every year, if I'll I, I play a test on you, but I know this is going to be later, but I'll I'll give you a little quiz about it. Um, you know, if I told you there was a movie uh about the school systems trying to teach the kids to be politically correct and all of the, the burden of that, and and you know, whatever you want to say is the horror of it, and the parents have to go undercover to uh to get stop this and to rescue their kids is that a you know a christian movie or a hollywood movie and most of the time when i asked that question people said oh that's got to be a christian movie hollywood wouldn't do that well that was uh one of the big movies last year it was boss baby uh, too. and i know the director and the writer and it is very christian in fact it even talks about jesus in the middle of it and then if i told you there was a movie because every christian contacts me about doing a movie about trafficking, uh, about trafficking. And two girls who were taken to Cuba and, you know, all sorts of bad stuff happened to them. And they were sent back. And one of them comes back to rescue the other girls. And is that a Hollywood movie or a Christian movie? Well, that was a Hollywood movie. It was called Black Widow. And that was another big movie. And if I told you there was another movie where the hero has to fight Lucifer, Satan, uh, because he's captured his daughter. I can go on and on and on yeah. about this, but that's James Bond. So there's a lot of movies that have moved in the other direction. Um, which I'm happy about because they're doing yeah. well and they have yeah. positive messages. There's also uh, a number of movies that have toned down the sex violence, and nudity of profanity. Uh, but they do have multiple elements in them that go in different directions Mm -hmm. and then the hardcore movies but they do not do well um they just they just don't perform well so christian movies I think last year were about uh, averaged about 60 million and anti-christian movies were averaging you could Mm -hmm. check our figures that are coming out at about 20 million so you did four times more money if you put strong christian values and jesus Yeah. yeah come to Christ moments in it so those are the movies and they the reason that Hollywood does that for instance yesterday I met with the head of legendary pictures who did Dune and he wrote me a text thanking me for all the times that we've helped him and and Dune is a cleaner better version than than they did the original time uh it's really a great movie um and it'll be in our reels award our gala award show and, the, and a lot of these people now work with those all the time. I met with the man of Warner Brothers. who's one of the top guys who makes Dolly Parton movies. Now he was so bad off that he was expelled from uh, from his job at Miss America, and uh, and he's turned into a, just a radical Christian. His movies have just incredible Christian content in it. So we see important changes, and the key is for parents to see the good and avoid the bad. There's a there's bad out there you gotta avoid it. You vote at the box office, you vote when you turn on a movie or you turn on the Olympics, you vote for what's good and you need to have guidance for that. And that's why we do movie guide.
0: And that's really good. You know, we we often talk about, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And we we in that message, we talk about, you know, a lot of media is trying to get the ears and the attention and the eyeballs uh, of our children and, and, and how, do we, you know, how do we work through that process? And I always say that if, if we don't have a plan to influence our kids in a positive way in, in terms of discipling them is what we talk about uh, and strengthening their faith, Hollywood has a plan, media has a plan, uh, other educational institutions have a plan, many other institutions have a plan to be intentional in getting the ears and eyeballs and attention of our kids. Um, What would you say around that as parents are are looking to kind of manage that process and disciple their kids? What's the best? What what would be some encouragement or some information you would share?
1: Yeah, two two things I'll I'll say about it. One Mm -hmm. is that back in the dark ages when I was head of a TV departments at TV Center at City University in New York. We got sixty-two professors together. Uh, they developed the first media literacy course, which I was testing and seeing whether it worked and in multi-generational classes. And we knew how to teach that. And I wrote a book called The Media Wise Family. And now I'm part of an academia. You probably are too. I get these things. Your paper was, your book was quoted and my books are being quoted all the time in academic because it's sort of the basis of media literacy so we know how to teach your kids to want to protect themselves so you're not fighting with them it's been used we the secular direction has gone to the left but we have a firm biblical foundation and we have the tools Mm -hmm. of how they can do that on the other hand um, looking because we all do this you know if you look at um saturday night live talking about the church it shows either guido some crazy guy or it shows the church lady or some other weirdo yeah. and they look at the church as being this uniform thing when the church is very different between like as you know in every corner of the church is different and we look at the media as being the same well the media is, uh contains different parts and one of them that we call media is the press and the press has always been leaning to the left because it doesn't work on economic terms It doesn't have to build an audience it's you know when uh uh, the head of CBS the owner took it over he wanted to get rid of the news division because it was so expensive because they and they never get a big audience so um all those news divisions are sort of the you know being taken care of welfare babies and they act like that and their whole attitude is to be uh, contrary to the good, the true, and the beautiful, on the other hand, Hollywood in terms of the movie industry has to make money, yeah. uh, to run a studio with 50 to 60,000 people. in all those buildings that'll look like aircraft carriers with, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of, uh, people doing hundreds of different jobs from carpenters to costume people, yeah. it costs a lot of money. And, um, therefore, the only place that they get that money they're not the the welfare child they they get that money by selling tickets and if they don't sell tickets they don't make it so we've been able to guide them into doing more and more family oriented movies because that's where the money is it's better to sell four tickets to a family than one ticket to Mm -hmm. somebody who wants to see and if you looked at our statistics from last year i mean i could call them up, but they're on my computer and I'd have to spend time looking at the computer for them. Just incredible. The more sex you put in a movie, the less money it makes. The more violence, the less money you make. The more foul language, the less money it makes. So, you know, when the BBC writes an article wanting more sex and nudity in a movie and seeing that there are less of it, they can't understand. But I understand that even if Hollywood didn't want to do that. It has to do this because the more of the junk they put in it, the less money it makes, and that's true also when you compare biblical morality, Christianity, and then anti-Christian is down in the pits. So, uh,
0: and that's powerful. I never thought about those two scenarios as you as you've explained it. You know, when I when I think about this, um, you know, we often hear that film, media, music, whatever has great influence on us as a society and our youth and so forth i'd love to get your perspective on that and 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 how much influence it is it really uh and what can we do to make sure that's a positive influence on our children
1: number one it's it's you know when my parents were born in uh, 1906 1907 my mother was born in a small town in texas that her family had settled years before and the town has got a little sign about my family coming in and settling the town so it's in the historical society but at that point you know you just had your church and your family Mm -hmm. and today if you look at the statistics every year the amount of media use by children up until they're 17 has increased when we started doing the gala that you came to and you have to come to again and you're invited when we started to do that it was like forty thousand hours uh, between, by the time you're seventeen that they were involved in you know TV and computers and things. Now, every year it's gone up, now it's sixty six thousand hours. It's in a tremendous amount of time. whereas they go to school, because I was a head of a department at uh, Berkeley, head of a department, city University, of New York that only is taking if they go every day if they never have a sick day at school they'll go eleven thousand hours and if they go to church they'll go about 800 hours and family time cornell did a study that the average family only has about an hour or so that actually uh, talking and listening and understanding what your children are doing so the, the 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 organization that's becoming The dictator of the values of your kids—it's becoming your teacher. It's becoming the parent—is the mass media entertainment, Uh, and so it's very important that you know where your kids are because the kids can get sucked into bad uh, examples like Euphoria, or they can be go and watch something good and uplifting like Blue Miracle, Uh, and they always have that choice. And the thing is that you've got to make them, you've got to help them develop the skills to want to choose the good and reject the bad. That's why we talked about the media-wise family of things. Those yes. skills are there. You get them because you you can't always watch what they're watching. You can't always be there with them. So they have to be build those skills. Uh, so we teach them how to do that. We've done that for years, and now that teaching the media literacy that we do. Is reverberating through a lot of different uh, yeah. academic circles.
0: Yeah, so, you know, when we look at it at Victoria's Family, I, I love that analogy you just gave in terms of statistical breakdown. We talk about the fact that, um, you know, for a lot of parents, what we've done is abdicated um, that value and upbringing of our kids either to the church, to the camp, to the Christian camp, to the Christian school, whatever bubble we wanna put them in. But we really believe that that needs, you know, our faith and the way we we grow in it needs to be home-centered and church supported or home-centered and something supported, right? Because we spend the most time, well, we should be spending the most time with our children at home. Uh, But yet we find that 65% of parents, and I really think that number is higher. 65% 65% of parents feel totally inadequate to be able to share their faith with their kids or even be able to have these conversations. It seems like we've lost our way. Um, and we're just not as equipped. We're losing those patriots within the church even to really dis- teach us how to disciple our kids well. But yet I know you have a lot of resources. Uh, through movie guide and other and other things that, that, to help us to understand uh what to look for and and what are the the movies we should be tuned into versus those that you know we may want to scrutinize a little bit more help us to understand some of those twos uh just how can we bring back I, I always say we need to equip a generation to reach a generation and i think it's critical right now that's what victoria's family does. As we invest in, in parents and disciple them so that they can disciple their kids at home. Well, well, what would you I, say around that? I'm proud of you.
1: This is exactly what you should be doing. And parents, uh, for many reasons that I advocated, and you know, a couple of the reasons are that the uh, teachers, are, having been out of a an department and all that mm-hmm. stuff, uh, they've stolen their children. That's why I told you the example of boss baby mm-hmm. that the parents had to go into the schools and mm-hmm. rescue their children undercover so actually oh, i'm sorry about that mm-hmm. so you know parents have a, a difficult time because they're fighting school systems which have become very very anti-christian uh in everything that they do and of course the political system has become anti-christian uh, in many ways especially here in california in the hollywood area so you you have to have the skills and one of the skills, as you mentioned, is you know the the book that I said, the Media Wise family, teaching your kids to be media wise, teaching them to do the right thing. And the other skill is Movie Guide. Movie Guide yeah. actually unpacks the movie so that you can decide. One program I was on a radio program, and uh, a man called in and he said, you know, my daughter wanted to go for her party. To see this movie and i had a read movie guide and it talks about it was a comedy probably seth rogan terrible comedy and one con- the animal got its head cut off and was used the head was used as a basketball she said i don't want to see this so she talked to her friends into not seeing it yeah we didn't tell her not to go but we had built up the tools to say do you want to see animals abused do you want to see people abused do you want to you you have to ask the right questions and we have to ask the right questions about worldview and all the rest of it the other side of the coin is you have to have the teaching um i was on actually that that program at another point a a boy came in and he said uh who called in and he said i know i read the movie god there's all this bad stuff but i've got wisdom now so i can see it (laughs) and i said if you have wisdom the bible says you're going to choose the good and reject the bad you're not going to waste your time uh, doing this Mm -hmm. and a lot of kids think just because i know you know how to look at the media i can do it and so you have to build in all those values you're doing exactly right thing the more time they spend at home the more time the parents spend with them and it's a difficult job because society is is geared at stealing children away from their parents yeah
0: well, Dr. Barris, um, I'm excited and I'm so thankful. Um, I want to do a couple of things here. Uh, one, uh give us the website that we can connect with Movie Guide. So go to movieguide.org. Movieguide.org.
1: Okay. Actually, go to .com, but .org is what we primarily okay. use. Because we're a not-for-profit. Okay. And everything's free, so that's okay. a big mistake I make. We <laughs> give things away.
0: Hey, well, you know, the Lord's been taking care of you there. Well. Yeah. We like to end our show with always our guests, looking into that camera and giving our parents and giving our audience just a word of encouragement. And I love for you to do that today. I know you've been such a blessing in so many lives and what you're doing. You've been a blessing in my life as as you have enlightened me uh, into this area of Hollywood and and, uh, just the whole industry. Um, If I gave, you know, You have the microphone for a minute, what would you say to parents who are raising kids in a counterculture. uh, and encourage them and let them and give them hope, and that is not helpless I turn the floor over to you.
1: You know i'm most of you all of you have great concerns about your kids, but you don't have to be negative the gospel is good news there's always hope. And their tools are out there to be able to teach your kids to be culture and media wise. The tools are out there to help you make wise choices. And you just have to find the tools. And you also have to tell them not everybody is doing it. <laughs> Clearly, the messages of some of the programs, which are just awful, uh, 13 Reasons Why and etc., that everybody's doing it, but they're not. And you have to be able to break the spell of the media on your children. And we have the tools to be able to help you do that. So I wanna just say one minute and pray for you. Lord, we just thank you for everybody watching. We know that they're all working hard to build your kingdom. I ask you, Lord, to give them peace in their hearts. In the midst of all the trials and tribulations, help them to see the truth, to know the truth, and help them to communicate the truth to their children so they can set them free from the confusion of our age and the lies and the slandered and all the rest of it. In Jesus name, Amen. And bless parents.
0: Amen, my brother. Well, I think that's I think that's where we ended. And I thank you, Doctor Bear, for your time, for your friendship. And I'm looking forward to come out and celebrating with you here soon. We're gonna do it. God okay, bless buddy. You. Take care. Bye.